Glad to see you on a Tuesday, everybody. It's a cold, damp, rainy, misty, foggy day in uh, St. Louis. I hope it's bright and sunny and warm and cheerful where you are, but chances are it's not. But anyway, we're glad that you made it to Tuesday, and we are glad that you joined us. Hi, this is Bob Bro. Welcome to the best old-time radio podcast for Tuesday. October 27th, 2020. And on Tuesdays, we play a drama, and we're going to do that in just a minute. Chester, you are looking very uh, dapper today. You've got a rain slicker on. I have never seen you in a rain slicker. It is raining. I know, it's uh, people are talking about building arcs. We've had two days of rain. I don't know, I have... Uh, two sons up in the Pacific Northwest and I don't know how they put up with the constant rain in the winter. I remember when I lived in Southern California, that's where of course I grew up and then after Carol and I got married we were there another eight years or so. But I can remember that there were certain winters that only really rained in California in the winter or at least in Southern California, but there were day or some winters where it would rain for like three or four weeks almost straight. And that would get depressing. And I'm only on my second day of rain here, and already I'm starting to feel depressed. Well, anyway, no depression. What you need to do and what I need to do is get over there in that soft, easy chair and get my feet up, maybe a little something warm to drink, a little snack, and let the cares of the day and the weather and all of that stuff leave and just sit back and enjoy a great old-time radio drama, which we have coming up in just a minute. something really special coming up here now by gum by golly we are going to play an episode of suspense and i went through and listened to a number of episodes and i came across this little gem and you are going to love it this show was uh, first broadcast on cbs august 6 1945 so we're going back a ways And it features Joseph Kearns, who also was sort of the host of Suspense for many, many years. Also featured is Gerald Moore, who we know from so many radio shows, particularly 
The Adventures of Philip Marlowe, but we know him from many, many others. We just listened to him last week as Archie on uh, Nero Wolf. This also features uh, an actor by the name of Conrad Binion, who, if I'm not mistaken, is still with us today. He was, I believe, the first person to play Junior on The Life of Riley, but he has many credits. He's just not a name that uh, I'm as familiar with, but he's very good in this one tonight. The name of this episode is Short Order, and it's referring to a short order cook. Joseph Kearns is a restaurant owner, or a diner owner, I guess you would say, and he hires a new cook. Mm, No, wait. There's no reason for me to tell you about it. You just sit back and discover it for yourself and enjoy it. This is a quirky episode, and it's got a big payoff at the end, and I think you're really going to get a kick out of it. So here we go, from August 6, 1945, Suspense, Short Order. Roma Wines bring you Short Order, a suspense play produced, edited, and directed for Roma Wines by William Spear. Thank you very much. Come back. Uh. Bailey's Diner. Oh, this is Mr. Bailey speaking. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, you're just a little late on that. Well, I hired a fry cook day before yesterday. I'm sorry, I forgot to tell the newspaper to stop running that ad until this morning. I got a good man. No, no, one man's all I need. Just got a small place here. That's all right. Goodbye. <laughs> See that, Johnson? You better keep on your toes. Plenty of people after your job. You're not careful, you know. Something might... Well, what's the matter? Don't you want to take my money? Oh, oh, sure. Yes, yes, of course, sir. 75 out of one. Five, one. Thank you. Okay. Hey, Johnson. Johnson, good Lord, did you see that man's face? Yeah, you're telling me. It's enough to haunt your dreams. Kind of made you nervous, didn't he, Mr. Bailey? Well, after all, it's kind of a shock to look up and see you. Yeah, I... I noticed you hung kind of close to that gun you keep under the gas register. Oh, did I? Automatic reflex, I guess. Oh, the poor guy. I ought to be ashamed. Probably got that way in an explosion accident or something, you know. Yeah, looks like a plastic surgery job. Only some doctor like Frankenstein must have done the surgery. Yeah. Well, here you are. Enjoy this. Oh, thank you. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. He liked your cooking, too, Johnson. Two deluxe sandwiches, two coffees. You know, that's not bad. Right. (laughs) Seems to me business has been picking up ever since you started working here. Just thought you'd like to know. Thanks a lot. (laughs) You like this work, Johnson? Yeah, it'll do. The hours kind of get me sometimes, and when the rush hour starts in half an hour, I can't pretend I'll be liking it. But it's all right. Sure. Well, someday you'll have a place of your own. Be your own boss. Never get anywhere working for someone else, you know. Well, I'm doing okay now, Mr. Bailey. (laughs) Yeah. 
You'll never go hungry for lack of a job. You're too good a cook. But your own business. Now, you take me. I'm doing well, even if I do say so. People come here to eat. All right, I see that they get them. <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel pretty good having your own place. Makes the saving and scraping seem sort of worthwhile. You seem to get the business. Of course, you got a terrific location. Well, this place has a name that means something. At least I think it has. As a matter of fact, there was a man in here trying to buy it just last week. That's so? That's right. Real estate agent. Name of Sloan. Had a customer. Well, who's this customer? Oh, I don't know. But I told him I didn't want to sell. Oh, here, how about opening that refrigerator door for me, will you? Okay. Thanks. No, I'm not going to sell. Couldn't afford to. I'm not in a position to retire. The way things are, it'd be too hard to start up somewhere else. Uh-oh, well, here we go again. Good evening. Evening? Uh, yes, sir. What'll it be? Uh, special, I reckon. Right. Coffee. Oh, good evening, sir. <laughs> Is it still chilly out? Oh, yeah, a little. Thought some of your chili would warm me up. <laughs> get it? <laughs> I get it, yeah. Chili, oh, yeah. coming up. Oh, <laughs> Bailey's place. Oh, Virginia, what's the... Uh... What? What? All the windows? Well, who could possibly... Well, where were you? Well, now, why would anyone want... Oh, no, no, none of those kids would do a thing like that. They're nice kids. Yeah, hoodlums, I guess. Well, I, d I don't know what you can do. Got no witnesses or anything. You sure it was rocks, huh? Well, I guess there's nothing you can do. Well, I, I wish I could too, but I, I got to stay here. All right, dear. Yes. Uh, all right. Goodbye. Bad news, Mr. Bailey? Darnest thing. Hoodlums or something. They just broke every window in my house. I, I don't know what to hey, think. Hey, of... Bailey. This is a new kind of bread you got here? Better than usual. Oh, you like it? Yeah. Well, it costs a little more. Oh, good evening. Good evening. Hello? Good Lord. Yes. Yes, sir. What'll it be? Hamburger and coffee. Right. How do you have the hamburger? Well done. Cream in the coffee? No. Black. Yeah, right. Hey. Hey, Bailey, come here a minute. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, pardon me, will you, please? Hey. Did you see the face on that fellow that came in a minute ago? Yes, I did. It's pretty bad, isn't it? Bad? I'll say. Boy, I can stand a lot of things, but that gets me. Well, I've left half my meal on my plate. I was enjoying myself until that came in and sat over there. Then I didn't want anything more. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, look, don't pay. Don't. No, no, no. It's not your fault. Maybe mine. Gee, how do you suppose he got that way? Oh, a burn, perhaps, or maybe some other kind of accident. I, I wouldn't know. Oh, boy, that's the worst I ever saw. Yeah, it's too bad, whatever happened. Sure. Well, yeah, too bad. Yes, it is. Ketchup. Okay. Here you are. What? This little paper cup, where's the bottle? Uh, I'm sorry, but ketchup's hard to get. That's all we can serve anybody. Oh, profit's his. Will there be anything more? No. Okay. You check and pay at the desk. Thank you. Hey, Mr. Bailey. Yes, Johnson. How's your luck? Well, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Why? The way I figure, somebody around here is sure going to need plenty of luck. Why? I don't know. I just got a feeling. If that isn't bad luck for somebody sitting back there at the counter, I'll eat this grill here. And I never saw a recipe for making a steel grill tender.
We better order some more pork tomorrow, Mr. Bailey. We're running low, are we, Johnson? Yeah, a little. If they keep hitting our barbecues the way they have so far this evening, I'm sure we'll be needing it. All right, I'll make a note of it. Lucky we got any unspoiled meat left after that guy was in here twice yesterday. I thought the milk had sour. Bingo. Just like that when he looked at it. Yeah, but it didn't. Ah, Johnson, you shouldn't talk like that. He can't help it. You know he can't. We should feel sorry for him, not joke about it like that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, sure, you gotta have sympathy for a guy like that. Just the same, I hate to look at it. Oh, uh, I guess we'll have to look at it some more. I think he's coming up to the door now. Um... Uh, good evening. Hello? Yes, sir, uh, what'll it be? Hamburger and coffee. Make the coffee black. Yeah, right. Make that hamburger well done. Okay. Oh, good evening. Evening. Yes, sir. What for you? Why, uh, I'll have, uh... Holy... How's that? Huh? Nothing. Nothing at all. I... In fact, I... I, I don't think I want anything. I just remembered uh, appointment. Uh, just forget it. Oh, what do you know? Uh, your hamburger, mister, and your coffee. Ketchup, please. Okay. Still no bottle? No bottle. Sorry. Here. You go buy an extra bottle. Put it back on the shelf just for me. You gonna eat here some more? Yeah. I like this place. Go on, take that and see that you get some good ketchup, too. Well, it ain't that, mister. It ain't the money. You can't buy the stuff when they don't stock it. Well... You better ask Mr. Bailey. Uh, uh, Mr. Bailey! Oh, yes, Johnson? Oh, you tell him. I just gave your man some money to buy a bottle of ketchup. But he doesn't want to take it. Well, you see, sir, it's not that we can't afford to buy ketchup. No, indeed, we want to please the customer. Something a lot of people seem to have forgotten how to do nowadays, but ketchup's very hard to get just now, and we have to ask our customers to bear with us. You, uh, you keep your money. I like plenty of ketchup. Nothing like ketchup, I always say. There ought to be enough in that paper cup. Won't uh, that do you? Well, not quite. Any chance of a refill? I'm afraid that's all we can allow. Gentleman says he's going to eat here regular. What? I said that... Oh, just a moment. Good evening. Hello there. Could I do something for you? Well, I sort of thought I... I... Oh, no. No, thanks. No, no. Well, we hadn't finished our discussion. Yeah. As I was saying, Mr. Bailey, it it looks like we got ourselves a regular customer. Three evenings now that he's been eating here, Johnson, and I wish you'd take a look at the figures. Take last night. Ordinarily, there'd be ten to twenty dollars worth of business just between six to six thirty alone. From six to ten, how much? One dollar and thirty-five cents. Yeah, I know. Some of them won't even order. Some of them take a few bites and quit. At least it's not the food. We can be thankful for that. Hey, tell me, Johnson, how can you stand it over there in front of him all the time? Oh, mostly I keep looking someplace else. That's why I took down the mirror. For a while, I thought I'd just work along and not look at him. But I couldn't help looking in the mirror every now and then. So I think maybe the customers could stand it better without the glass, too. If they get to the sitting-down stage. Yeah, if they do. 
Well, anyway, I took it down. It might help if you didn't get up every now and then and walk over to the door to look out. People can't help seeing him then. Yeah. It takes them a long time to eat, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Hey, say, I've got an idea. Uh, what's that? Look, when he comes in... Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, evening. Hello? Uh, yes, sir? The usual. Right. Oh, uh, by the way, Mr., uh, uh... <laughs> What's your name? Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, as I was saying, neighbor, we uh, we make a practice here for our special customers. Not just anybody, mind you, but for our special customers of uh, of sending meals out. Uh, now, I was thinking, since you've become one of our regular customers, that perhaps you'd appreciate it if I'd send your evening meal over to you every day at your at your room. <laughs> How does that strike you? No, thanks. Rather eat here. But uh, we don't have any comfortable chairs. There's no jukebox, no radio. That's okay. Don't miss him anyway. That's not very comfortable. A lot of food odor in the air. You know, sometimes I get sick of it myself. I like it. Not too many people around. Nice place. Suits me. Oh, then you're not interested. That's the idea. Hamburger and coffee. How about... Yeah, the ketchup. Here it is. Good. Nothing like ketchup, I always say. By the way... Yeah? Look for me about noon tomorrow. I think I'll be taking lunch with you from now on. Every day. Johnson, I'm at my wit's end. What are we going to do? I don't know. I, I got no more ideas. Two weeks now. and We're losing money every day. I could cook it so he wouldn't want to eat it. Well, you've tried that, haven't you? Yeah, twice. And it didn't work. Yeah, that's right. Well, I don't know what we're going to... Oh, just a minute, Johnson. Okay. I'll check on the bunch of things. All right. Hello, Bailey's place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dear. Huh? Oh, no. Well, you must have misplaced it, honey. Every place? Well, how much was in it? Oh, no. Well, what are we going to do for the rest of the week? But I can't, honey. I really can't. Why, about three bucks or something? I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't... You know, it's, it's just dropped off during the last week. Oh, no, no, he's fine. Now, don't say that, honey. There's nothing the matter with Johnson. And I'm not going to get a new cook. What? Well, I haven't told you, but... Well, why don't you cut down on a few things once in a while? Oh, Johnson, is there any aspirin back there? Yeah, you want the bottle? Yeah, my head's splitting. Uh, here it is. Oh, thanks. Here he is. Hey, now look, I got an idea. You back me up? Well, what is it? Well, I'll try it, and if you don't like it, don't say nothing. Hello? Like I say, Mr. Bailey, this kid was a pretty game fighter. He didn't have a thing but a hard left. Mind if well, I butt in? I'd like to eat. Uh, you bring your lunch with you? What's that? If you brought your lunch, okay, lay it on the counter and eat it. Don't be funny, Johnson. Bring me the usual. I got other things to do. What other things? I don't see any other customers. You want me to call the boss? Look, mister, I don't like you, see? I'm tired of seeing you around. You go someplace else and eat. We'll see about that. Hey, Bailey. Uh, yes, sir, what can I do for you? This moron you call a cook says he won't serve me. Yes, well, do something about it. What do you want me to do? Tell him to serve me. 
Or else have him fired. Johnson's a good cook. Good cooks are scarce nowadays. What is this? Are you standing up for him? I just told you, good cooks are hard to get. What about customers? Well, it's too bad, but... I see. Look, both of you. I came in here to get something to eat. And we're going to get it. If I have to sit here all night. Suit yourself. Yes. Uh, I'll get it. Bailey's place. Yes, yes, dear, I am, but... What? Wrecked. Where? Were you in it? Were you hurt? Oh, in front of the house. Oh, I don't know what's happening, Virginia. It just seems every time... Well, I, of course, I'm glad you were in the house when... Well, how bad was it? Almost a complete wreck. Well, could they find out anything from the driver of the other car? Uh, did he have any insurance? Oh, well, they never do, do they? Well, no, I'm all right, dear. I'm just almost out of my mind is all. It's getting so I'm afraid to answer the phone. Well, we'll just have to do without a car, that's all. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, dear. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Mr. Bailey. Yes. Well, what's the matter, Mr. Bailey? Bad news? Oh, wrecked my car right in front of my own house. Had no insurance, of course. No money to pay for. Oh, that's tough. Yes, sir, that's tough. Him, him, with yeah, him. Still sitting there, waiting. I'll have to think of something. So now I can't seem to think at all. Yeah, I'm stopped, too. Boy, you sure get the luck, don't you? Well, what's the matter? I never used to have luck like this. Just, just lately. Just, just since he started coming in here. Yeah, could be. Looked like bad news right from the start to me. There he sits. If we could get him out of here once and for all. Hey, wait a minute. You go to the door and see if Ryan's inside. If he is, call him in, will you? All right, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. Right outside. Oh, Ryan, uh, would you come here a minute? Okay. Oh, Mr. Bailey wants to see you. Well, what can I do for you, Mr. Bailey? See that man sitting at the counter, Ryan? Mm-hmm. I want him either arrested or thrown out of here. I don't care which. That's so? Giving you trouble, is he? Hey, you. You talking to me? Nobody else. Come here. What do you want? Ah, uh, Mr. Bailey, what's the charge? Well, he... Uh, um, making a nuisance of himself. What's this? All I do is come in here to eat. And I'm making a nuisance of myself. I don't get it. Look at him, Ryan. Damn. Not very pretty, is he? Officer. The law doesn't give you the right to criticize a man's face. I'm, I'm sorry, mister. Hello, Mr. Bailey. Every day he comes in here, two or three times. I can't get anybody else to come near the place while he's here. He stays and stays. He drives all, most of my business away. I have to eat? Same as anybody else? You do anything bad? Get tough? Insult people? Disturb well, the peace? no. All I do is come in and eat. Look, we reserve the right to refuse service to any customer. Well, I don't know now, Mr. Bailey. It's all very well, but technically speaking... What do you mean? He means that even if you don't like it. You can't run me out if I run mine my own business. He means you can't run me out if I ask you to serve me. Well, how, how about that? Well... And if I ask for something to eat and offer you money for it, you've got to sell it to oh, me. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, you'd better. Or I'll have you in court before you know it. Freddy's right about that, Mr. Bailey. Well, all right. Sorry I can't help you, Mr. Bailey. Is there anything else? No, no. Well, be getting on, then. Good night. Well... How about it? All right, all right, all right. Go sit down. Johnson, get him whatever he wants. Okay. I'm I'm not going to answer it. I'm not... Mr. Bailey, the phone, you, you busted I it. I don't care. 
Mr. Bailey, put that gun down. What are you going to do? You see. Now, look here, you. I can be pushed just so far. Now, either you get out of this place and don't come back, or as sure as I'm standing here, I'm going to pull this trigger. Go away. I'm hungry. Did you hear what I said? I hear you. Now, go now, away. Now, look, I'm going to count three. One. Go away. Two. Three. <laughs> Coffee. Black. I, I can't believe it. I shot you point blank. <laughs> Good Lord! Don't forget the ketchup, you. Well, you got the lay of the place now, Mr. Tanner. You figure on making any changes? No, no, Bailey had a good thing here. That'll leave it just the way it was. We'll hold the trade easier if we do. How did he seem when the deal was closed? I can't say. I let the lawyers handle everything. He took a beating on the deal, or I don't know you. No, not too much. I figure he recovered about 70% of his investment. He was lucky I felt sorry for him. You didn't talk to him at all, huh? No, no, no. Didn't even see him. You think he'd know you even without the makeup? Maybe. No use taking any chances, huh? Lucky I changed the bullets in that gun for blanks, or you'd be a dead pigeon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I foresaw that possibility. You might say I saved your life, huh? You might. Don't worry, Johnson. You'll be taken care of. I'm not worrying. I never had reason to yet, have I? No. But just for your information, Johnson, we haven't committed any crime. We didn't take this place away from Bailey by force. We didn't swindle him. I paid money right on the line for it. Just remember that. Oh, I will. Oh, customer. What? Why, it's Mr. Bailey. Oh, oh, come right in. Hello, Johnson. C come on, have a seat. Uh, oh, by the way, you know Mr. Tanner, don't you? He bought the place. Oh, I never met him. Glad to know you. A pleasure, Mr. Bailey. Well, you know, there's something uh, familiar about you. Maybe I did meet you someplace. I was in once or twice. Look the place over before I had Sloan talk to you. Oh, that's it. Uh -huh. Well, how are you making out? Uh, just getting started. I'm sort of breaking Mr. Tanner in, you might say. Hope you had better luck than I did. I was doing fine until, uh, until this man started coming in. Johnson knows the man, I mean. Bad-looking person. If he ever comes back, you just better close up and go home. That's so. Yes, that's right. He... Well, it's a wonder I have any mind left. Tell the truth, I'm not even sure I do. Uh, Mr. Bailey, would you let me fix you something while you're in here? Huh? Oh, no, thanks. I'm not hungry. Ah, uh, we got some good steak. Oh, no, thanks, Johnson. Not even steak, now. Okay, you're the boss. Boss? <laughs> no, not anymore. But, uh, I would like to step behind the counter one last time, just to <laughs> just sort of look around. Do you, uh, you mind, Mr. Tanner? Oh, come ahead. Thanks. Well, haven't uh, changed anything, I see. Not a thing. We intend to operate the same way you did. I think it'll pay. Thanks for the compliment. But I hope you don't draw my luck. Uh, how about some coffee, Mr. Bailey? You look tired. Coffee? Well, that sounds like a good idea. I don't mind if I do. Uh, yours is cream and sugar, right? No, no, thanks. Black this time. <clears throat> Say, this coffee is hot. Yeah, I... I forgot to cut the burner back, and the whole tankful is plenty hot. I have to let it cool. It's too hot for me. Well, just one last look. Things I won't be seeing for a while, I guess. Buns, butter pats, coffee cream. You know, it's funny how you miss things like these. Mustard, ketchup. 
Ketchup? Where did you get all this ketchup, Johnson? Why, I... I ordered those. Ordered them? Well, so did I, but I never even got a look at a bottle of ketchup. <laughs> you're lucky. All in knowing how, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. I rather like it myself, you know. Nothing like ketchup, I always say. What? Well, what was that? I... I said... I'm rather fond of ketchup. Fond of ketchup? Ketchup? I think I know who you are now, Tanner. I think I know who you are. That, that face. Sure, that face. Makeup, wasn't it? That face. And Johnson had to be in on it with you, too, didn't he? Johnson helped you, didn't he, Tanner? He fixed the gun, didn't he? Well, didn't he, Tanner? Now, Bailey, wait a minute. I can explain. Now, you admit it. I'm telling the truth. Isn't that so, Tanner? Isn't that hey, so? Bailey! Hey, Bailey, stop! Pull him up, Mr. Tanner. I'll get a cop! Police! Ryan! Help! Please! Coffee! You always take it black! Don't do it! There's nothing wrong, Ryan. Nothing really wrong. That's not his real face, Ryan. He likes it that way. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> what else do you want? Oh, yes, ketchup. Plenty of ketchup. Nothing like ketchup, I always say. Nothing like Wines have brought you Short Order with Joseph Kearns, Conrad Binion, and Gerald Moore as stars of tonight's study in Suspense. Suspense is produced, edited, and directed by William Spear. Next Thursday, you will hear Dane Clark as star of Suspense, radio's outstanding theater of thrills. is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Did you see that incoming? <laughs> Wasn't that good? I told you that. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Bob, how do you come up with these? That was tremendous, and it was. That was really good. I scoured many episodes of Suspense to find that one for you. And I hope you enjoyed it. That was Gerald Moore, Joseph Kearns, and Conrad Binion. In short order, a story that was presented on Suspense August 6, 1945 on CBS. And we'll have more Suspense episodes in the weeks and months ahead, because they made really great old-time radio dramas. Folks, that's going to kick things in the head for today, but don't despair, don't despair. We'll be back tomorrow with a mystery. 
Wednesdays are mysteries. And then to top that off, if you can believe it, if, as if that's not enough, we're going to come back on Thursday with a Western. And that's what the lineup is. And then we'll even give you an archive show on Sunday. Boy, your cup runneth over. We are so glad you stopped by. And I'm glad that uh, you enjoy spending some time with us because, once again, our, our the number of listeners we have, I, I said ratings. I don't guess we actually have ratings. But the number of listeners that we have is going up really precipitously if that's a word and I think it is precipitously uh, so I, I appreciate it very very much and uh, if you tell your friends that's even better and if you would leave us a rating on your podcast service like iTunes or Google Play man would that help so I ask that you do that if you would thank you very much alright la- yesterday we we took a respite from going back in time to listen to some music but not today because we were we went back to 1945 for this show we don't usually go back that far so we are going to play the song that was actually number one on uh, august the 6th 1945 which was the date of our suspense episode and it's a song that was done by johnny mercer the pied pipers uh paul weston and Joe Stafford. And this is a good one. Johnny Mercer was such a, a tremendous presence in music during that whole time period. Forever, one of my favorite songs of all time is uh, Moon River. And of course, he did the lyrics for that, which is, they're magical, really magical. So we're going back for uh, to 1945 for the number one hit on this date in 1945, August 6th. And then uh, just two weeks later or so, uh, a really famous song by uh, Doris Day. And I'll tell you a funny story. When, when Carol and I were living in California, her parents came out to visit from Illinois, and we took them to see the Dinah Shore television show when Dinah Shore was alive. And if you remember, she had an afternoon show, a daily show. It was very popular. And she would come out in the audience uh, during commercial breaks and talk to the audience members. And Carol's dad was uh, in the Second World War. And of course, that was the era of her music, that in the early 50s. And he said, uh, Dinah, I just love Sentimental Journey. And he says, I have it and I, I played it over and over and over again. And she goes, well, thanks so much, he said, but that was by Doris Day. He goes, no, 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 I have it by you. I know I have it by you. And she said, well, Doris Day had the hit. So I don't know. We, we thought it was funny that he was actually going to sit there and argue with Dinah Shore about uh, a song that she sang or didn't sing, as the case may be. But perhaps she did make a recording of it. And I'm sure if she did, Charlie listened to it over and over and over again. All right, this is Bob Bro. I am so glad you stopped by, and I am so glad you met me. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
whistle down a line I figure that it's engine number 49 She's the only one that'll sound that way On the Atchison, Topeka and the Santa Fe See the old smoke rising round the bend I reckon that she knows she's gonna meet a friend Folks around these parts get the time of day From the Atchison, Topeka and the Santa Fe Here she comes Ooh, hey Jim, you better get the rig She's got a list of passengers that's pretty big And they'll all want lifts to Brown's Hotel Cause lots of them been traveling for quite a spell All the way from Philadelphia On the Atchison, Topeka and the Santa Fe All aboard! Let her rip, let her rip, Mr. Engineer. Gotta go, gotta go far away from here. While the man at the fire shovels on the coal, stick your head out the cab, watch the drivers roll, see the towns and the roads go whizzing by. Fairly well, Laramie, Albuquerque, high, yes, sirree. Here we are going all the way.
Gonna take a sentimental journey Gonna set my heart at ease Gonna make a sentimental journey To renew old memories Got my bag, got my reservation Spent each time I could afford Like a child in wild anticipation Long to hear that all aboard Seven, that's the time we leave at seven I'll be waiting up at heaven Counting every mile of railroad track That takes me back Never thought my heart could be so yearning Why did I decide to roam? Gotta take that sentimental journey Sentimental journey 